0: I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima.
1: Mr. Gorbachev teared down this. I don't think I could take anything to my penis. What's up, America? The American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. All right, Hitler. Hambo, Hambo,
0: where you been? Welcome back to the Cold War. That's so wrong. Episode one hundred and fifty-four, Ray.
1: One fifty-four. The old one five four. Yeah, the old one
0: five four, as we like to say, (laughs) down in the projects. LSA.
1: I don't know. May I? You know, since you had. What? You had Reagan in that clip. Um, yeah. You know, obviously the greatest decade America's ever experienced. And on that note, we have now officially passed uh, Italy for the number yeah. of COVID-19 cases. So USA, USA. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of COVID, uh, you may have heard in the news that Prince Charles is in isolation at Balmoral with COVID-19. Right. Yes. Meanwhile, Prince Andrew is in isolation at Windsor with Jennifer, 14. <laughs>
1: boom, boom. Nice one.
0: I'd like to thank Tommy the Mock for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> he emailed it to me this morning.
1: Uh, I, I'd seen a Facebook post about Prince Charles has COVID. He's politely asking the rest of the people in the country to leave so he can get over it <laughs> as soon as he possibly can.
0: <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, we're still alive, folks, as of today. So, right um, now. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we do while we can do it. Uh, bring a little bit of Sunshine. a little bit of fun. Oh, fine, <laughs> yeah, a
1: little
0: yes. bit of history. Uh-huh. We're living through history right now, but we'll. This is some of the other history. White. Um, Yes, yeah, so uh where we got up to last time we were sort of talking about the history of the Balkans, mm-hmm. trying to explain uh, a little bit about the the tensions in the Balkans at the time, I guess we're getting up to the time when Tito takes over. And by the time Tito got back to his home country, remember he went well he went to World War 1, mm-hmm. got uh stabbed in the back what? literally. <laughs> Uh, taken to a Russian hospital, then he ends up in Russia, and at some point he becomes a Bolshevik and actually uh, fights with the Bolsheviks willingly against the white army.
1: He believes in their cause. He, he, see, he sees what they're trying to do for Russia. And maybe just perhaps it could happen for his own country, which is equally having political internal tensions. Maybe that could be the answer there as well.
0: And he says, we've explained, he's a working class man, grew up in poverty on a tiny little farm with about 300 kids <laughs> in the family, <laughs> one cow to go around. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a, he come from a peasant background, become working class, Part of the proletariat, yeah. and he and he feels the Russians are Slavs just like him. So yeah. he, you know he, he gets in there. By the time he gets back to his home country in 1920, the Austrio, austro i don't always <laughs> say Austrio. the Austro-Hungarian, right. Russian, German, and Ottoman Empires had all been broken up. Obviously, mm. it's post World War One. Right, very different place he gets back to. Yeah and in their place were the independent states of finland estonia latvia lithuania poland austria hungary czechoslovakia and the kingdom of serbs croats and slovenes
1: it just rolls commonly, off the tongue yeah
0: commonly known as yugoslavia right
1: yeah, so the like you said, the world has literally changed. It's upside down, and he's got to probably the first thing he does when he gets home is buy a map because none of this is making sense to him anymore. He doesn't know what the hell's going on.
0: I was on a Zoom uh, conference or not a Zoom, like a Zoom catch up right. with a bunch of uh, players, <laughs> players <laughs> whoop, whoop. in the United States yesterday a friend of mine, Buzz Brugman been a friend of mine for 20 years he's in Seattle he's turning 71 yesterday and we had like a birthday party for him on Zoom oh, nice and Buzz is uh i mean he's very very well connected he knows the who's who of the the tech industry in particular including even me right and he God. and there was a whole bunch of movers and shakers on there and um so we were we were all sort of chit-chatting about covid and there were doctors and people on there and startup guys and whatever one of the things buzz said he goes, you know um the balkanization of the us is something that i think we should take seriously like the mm. there's, somebody said somebody said to me recently the us is the only like country that hasn't been balkanized yet Right. and he was talking about the break up of the us into six or seven smaller mm. uh, autonomous regions um yeah And I was like, well, I know a bit about that because I'm talking about the Balkans at the moment. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) So all of these countries that had had come out of the breakup of these empires, they achieved official recognition at the conference at Versailles Mm -hmm. held by the Allies in 1919 and were therefore known mostly by their enemies as the Versailles states,
1: Mm. the...
0: The the countries, the, the losing side of the war, the, these empires that I mentioned, still believe they had rights over these territories. Yeah. They thought they'd been taken from them illegitimately. Like, right. we, If we know anything about history, we know that countries that lose a war don't say to themselves, well, I guess we were the bad guys <laughs> there. Uh, we, we deserved what right. we had coming to us. Right. We're the baddies. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Every yeah.
0: country thinks they're the right guys. And they're like, right. oh, fuck those guys. Right. They came and they took all of our shit. Yeah. So they weren't happy with all of these Versailles states. And as it turns out, even some of the population of the new countries weren't happy with right. the situation, as is always the case. You never get a situation where everybody's happy. Even in this podcast, <laughs> both of us aren't happy with the way things are in, in the dynamic.
1: Right. You's never,
0: you never get a hundred percent of the people happy with any no. situation.
1: <laughs> no. And I did want to add real quick. I just, and you were alluding to it, but basically those countries that lost world war one, that lost the territories, you know, they're going to be gunning to get it back. This is a temporary setback. Once we get back on our feet, we will go reclaim what was ours because you're right. That's how they see it. That was ours. That was taken from us
0: how you think about heather yeah. you're like okay d'angelo yeah, yeah. came in here we went to war right. i lost but really yeah you see him as the invader who stole your wife and took her into his bed right whereas from his perspective he's just the better man and from her perspective she's just like <laughs> well come on <laughs> yeah. seriously yeah, you know well six foot six foot four hung like right. a donkey right? Uh, built like uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, I got that. On th- the other hand, right. I've got Ray. Like yeah. come on, seriously, what am <laughs> well, I? Well, at
1: first I thought it was the Rock, so I was equally excited. I was going to get an autograph when he was finished. Do the thing. Tur- Do, the Turn thing the- the <laughs> Do the thing with the eyebrow. Do the thing. But he was currently doing the thing with his penis with my wife. So uh, turns out it wasn't. it. But yeah, he, he just like some of these countries in Europe, he was dealing with massive weaponry, and he just knew how to use it. And um, these smaller... You think, the,
0: pe- you think the eyebrow thing is great? Well, you, you, should where do you say, see what I can do with my penis. I can lift
1: her up yeah. with my penis. But the point is... Uh, some of these, some of these countries still have pretty big militaries, or they have big uh, economies, and they can one day get a big military. These little countries that have been newly created, and a lot of people, a lot of people see them as artificial. They better watch out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Um, you know, you, you, whenever you get into conversations about countries where revolutions have mm-hmm. happened, there's always somebody. Usually on Facebook, that right. will say, Oh, well, they, you know, he's he like the person who won the revolution. Oh, he, he was a bad guy. They were bad guys. Yeah. Right. And, you know, well, my my dad, my uncle, my cousin, right. uh, you know, came from there, hates them, hates them. I go, right. Well, I guess he was on the losing side of the war then, right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course he hates them. He was on the losing side of the war. Right. Like after the US revolution. There were Americans that were unhappy about the situation. Oh yeah, they were unhappy that the British had been kicked out. Like it, it, same thing after the French Revolution and the Russian Revolution. That's why I always have a laugh when people say, "Oh, Q, uh, Castro, oh, he was the worst." <laughs> they go, "Really? Why?" Oh yeah, my you know, my uh, uncle grew up there, hates him.
1: Yeah, boss's like, yeah, plantation. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah. No kidding, yeah, yeah. I guess he was, uh, you know, he was part of the bourgeoisie then, huh? Right. I mean, look, it's never hard to find people who hate the government. No matter where you are, there's always someone who hates the government. I mean, I hate the government right? here in Australia. But particularly after a revolution, there are always two sides and it's the people are on the losing side. And normally it's kind of, you know, even roughly evenly split, 50-50. Right. The 50% that lose... They're going to go out and spend the rest of their lives telling their kids and right. the media and everyone who will listen, usually while they're in exile, that the, God, the side, the one, are yeah. uh, the devil incarnate. The worst. Yeah, of course they are. Of course oh, they are. have yeah. I've had, I've had people uh, since we've been producing this Tito series uh, say, oh, yeah, you know, my father, my grandfather, somebody you know grew up in Yugoslavia <laughs> right. said that Tito was the worst. Yeah. I guess. Well, I guess he must have been a capitalist pig then, right? Like he was on the <laughs> he was on the he was on the losing side of the war then, huh? Guess he's, uh, he's bitter.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Obviously, find me. A, you know. You know. Anyway, look, I'm not. I'm not defending Tito. I'm just no, saying. I'm just, just saying. Just because your right. father, grandfather, uncle, somebody uh, 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 hates Tito doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah. Tito was a Tito was a bad guy. Just means that your friend didn't like him because right. he's on the uh, on the other side of the argument. Anyway, let's get into it. So, yeah, in this case, in 1920, many Croats were already hostile to the Serbs, yes. who were ruling this new kingdom uh, out of Belgrade, which is in modern day Serbia. As we've explained in the last couple of episodes the Serbians were mostly orthodox Greek orthodox the Croats were mostly catholics mm-hmm. and they hated each other orthodox yeah. hated the catholics catholics hated the orthodox this had been going on for centuries yes it's not personal. just not just in the the slavic countries but you know all over europe they right. hated each other yeah. with a passion and the people <laughs> were starting to Turn on the previous nobility across oh, the shit. country, too. Yeah. The castles and the stately manors. Uh, Bruce Wayne was right. worried. He, he had, he had <laughs> oh, Alfred shit. Oh, shit. out the front with a right. torch <laughs> to keep, keep the peasants away. Right. The, the castles and the stately mansions were burned. They were looted. It was revenge time. Yes. Uh, even though I mean, this is still this is still a kingdom, but uh, you know, the, because now it's it's ruled by Serbs.
1: Yeah, they're right the majority. Across, yeah,
0: yeah, they're 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 taking their vengeance on uh, the people who had they felt had oppressed them earlier. And now the communist. Part, yeah,
1: and I was just going to say, and and even to a greater degree, the foreign people in the country that landowners, you know, landlords, that kind of stuff. They were having people revolt, the locals revolt against them. So you're right, it's, it's time for the have-nots to try to, to take some of their own, but especially if you're a foreigner, those are the people that lost out. But again, these people are are, are proud they finally had their own country. The Serbs are a little bit arrogant. We'll go into that later. But the point is it's, it's time to flip the switch on this, and the have-nots are coming in. And they're just, like you said, they're taking things, they're blowing up old castles because the castles are in a, a representation Of the power of the might of the previous generations
0: and particularly the orthodox yes all all of the stately homes owned by the orthodox nobility they were going after yeah now the communist party of yugoslavia opposed the entire thing they opposed the the kingdom the creation of a kingdom under king alexander in the first place Mm -hmm. and Tito accused Alexander of being greedy and corrupt. He pointed out that the king used his wealth and power even to become a commercial farmer, (laughs) taking over formerly state-owned farms and then used his farms to compete with peasants.
1: Yes, Who was selling
0: vegetables and eggs at the Belgrade markets? He would come in using Royal National Guard to work his farms and sell his produce for no pay. Exactly. And no
1: taxes. He didn't have to pay taxes. He didn't have to pay taxes because he's 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 the king. yeah. You're a fucking king. You don't have to be a farmer king. Just be a king. But these guys are trying to sell their wares, make a living, and suddenly, because the point you were saying is, the king can get his soldiers to work for free because the state is paying them. He can intimidate people. He can not pay taxes. He is he is squeezing out money whichever way he can. I mean, this is just ridiculous.
0: You think that's what it's about? Is it about money, or is he just going, you know what I've always wanted to be? <laughs> Fucking a farmer, farmer. Well, yeah. a reckon, successful one. Yeah, I I reckon I could grow the biggest eggplant. That's right. Anyone's the and the and or, just the best
1: or rudely shaped vegetables because that's always fun too.
0: <laughs> that is the only kind of vegetables he was interested in, like uh, yams, sweet potatoes, as we call them in the rest of the world. Right? Uh, you know, eggplants, and he had like uh, he had like little um. Plastic molds right. that he he made a, out of his penis. What he would do, this King Alexander, is he would get plaster. Right, he would he would make a plaster cast <laughs> of his dick, and right? then uh, you know poured some rubber in there and, and and let it dry, and then extracted the rubber, and then he had thousands and thousands of these rubber molds of his dick made and then huh. he would just make sure the eggplants and the yams and everything grew in those molds and he was selling right. them at the market they would
1: form yes and like yes.
0: this is this is you know in 1920s i mean this is before dildos were readily available for the ladies so imagine Do what you can you get yeah you know a, yeah. a dildo in the shape of the king's penis uh um, is this big hot big right. hot cellar and then you could eat it afterwards. Right. You know, I was gonna
1: know. say, is this like watching a hot girl eat a banana? I even though they're peasant girls, they're slavs, but I just imagine them eating a rudely shaped turnip or whatever would just be yeah. a little bit hot. Little little turned yeah. on. I'm getting a little oh, turned on right now. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course you are. I was already turned on as soon as we started. <laughs> I was just working my way up.
1: He also made his own wine
0: and plum brandy. So he was just he was like look yeah by day weekdays <laughs> Monday to Friday I'm the king sure weekends come around Woo! he wanted to have a little little market stall at the farmers market right. sell his penis shaped vegetables and sell his you know I'm uh, an
1: entrepreneur yeah
0: yeah it just he just liked liked getting his hands dirty I mean he right. got the Royal National Guard to get their actual hands dirty guess but they, right. they I own them
1: so I'
0: Their hands yeah. are my hands. So when I say I want to get sure. my hands dirty,
1: I, I think mean of other all people's.
0: of you as my hands. Right. Technically.
1: <laughs> you know, there are times when I think your hands. Uh, never mind, we'll talk about that later. But I see your point.
0: Now, mind you, many decades later, Tito lived like a king himself, but that yes. comes later. Right now, he's criticizing cool. the king for living like a king. The communists <laughs> in Yugoslavia, of course, wanted their own revolution. Right. like the one Tito had supported and fought for in Russia. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, in Zagreb, Tito's old regiment had joined in an, in, in a mutiny, which had to right. be put down by Serbian troops. So mm-hmm. already by the time he gets back, there's a revolutionary spirit in the air. Uh, the crew... Croats hate the Serbs, Serbs hate the Croats. Right. And there are strikes happening. During the communist revolution in Hungary in 1919, Yugoslavia's trade unions took part in an international protest strike against intervention. In Zagreb, according to a guide that the city published uh, during the communist era, the strike was joined by workers of the cigar and chicory factories Bank clerks, the workers of the hat, leather, pencil and fountain pen factories, waiters, railway men, barbers and hairdressers. Damn, came to a so stop. So people in Yugoslavia yeah. uh, are trying to stop Yugoslavia from intervening in the <laughs> communist revolution in Hungary. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 let
0: them, <laughs> Let them revolt. This is good. We want to see this happen. Let them get in
1: there. Shake right. some
0: shit up.
1: Yeah. So so you can imagine with all this political tension and obviously outside influences and everybody has aspirations, you're not going to be too surprised to find out that in 1920, the Yugoslav Communist Party was able to win 12% of the vote. In some other areas like Slovenia, they did not do so well. So, So... They're trying to do what other other nations have done. I can either just shoot up and rock up and shoot the king and kill him and try to do a revolution, or we can try the gradual, moderate approach Whereas we state our claims, we run for elections, we win seats, and hopefully we can take over. And that's what they were doing. However, the next year, they kind of screw it up and shoot themselves in the foot, and it all comes crashing down.
0: Well, you know, winning 12%, when, when you're a communist party, and mm-hmm. we know that... Communism at the time, uh, and still today, right. sees religion as a tool of the elite used to oppress the proletariat and the, right. and the peasants. To get 12% in in very religious country like this, um, as it was in in sort of Russia and all around the world, was an amazing feat, I think, yeah. but not enough for them to get anywhere using sort of right. the ballot box. It's going to take years. So – they yeah. turned from the ballot to the bullet, uh, <laughs> yeah, they as did. Van Halen sang in a song during the Gary Sharon era, which we don't like to talk about, right? Really, Van Van Halen fans like to forget the Gary Sharon, uh, even though that's the only time I ever saw Van Halen live. Uh, only time they ever played live in this country, I think. Right? Was with Gary Sharon, circa. Sorry, I want to say nineteen ninety two thousand something. No, it would have been after... I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it wasn't great. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I always... Oh, what am I saying? Eddie Van Halen played live, man. It's great. It was, it was yeah. great. We just, we just, I just, like, blocked out.
1: <laughs> Everything Chiron, else. Yeah. yeah. Like, nothing against Gary Cherone. I mean, nice guy. Hell of a father. Oh, you
0: know, did some great, great songs with his old band. Um, but, uh, yeah, shouldn't have been yeah. put in Van Halen. No. It only David Lee Roth should ever front Van Halen. Anyway, moving on. Right. Uh, The Yugoslav communists then decided that uh, they couldn't wait for the ballot. They needed to turn to the bullet and they turned to terrorist acts, even trying to murder the king. Mm. And their membership fell from (laughs) 120,000 in 1919 to 700 by
1: 1924. Wow, You don't even need a comma for 700. Wow. That's a big drop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like the the people weren't quite ready no, to support come on.
0: terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and you know this is something that uh, communist revolutionaries found out throughout the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. Talked about this before on the show. This is what Che Guevara found when he went to places like uh, the Congo and Bolivia after after the Cuban Revolution. He went to try and spread revolutions to other places the people have to be ready if the people aren't yes. ready it ain't it ain't going to happen
1: right remember the line from west wing what what do you, what do you call a leader who's uh, not being followed a guy taking a walk so and you can't rush the people <laughs> they're the ones who have to be ready because you have to be riding that tidal wave you can't create it and they just weren't there you know a lot of the, these people are pissed at the king but killing him that's a whole different level
0: yeah well it was it was around this time that Tito begins his career as a revolutionary in his own country. Right. Got back to his hometown, discovered that his mother had died and Aww. his father had moved. So he and his wife, Polkadot, <laughs> moved to Zagreb. He gets work as a locksmith, which didn't pay much, barely enough to cover the rent. Right. His wife, Polkadot, had three miscarriages in a row. Ooh. Until they finally had a successful pregnancy, she gave birth to a boy called Zarko. Cool name. It is a cool name. I like
1: that. Hi, Zarko. How how are you? you Hi, Zarko.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you're not going to fuck with any guy called Zarko, really. (laughs)
1: Like, but
0: I I feel bad for Zarko because really, Zarko's career options are. Henchman for a you know a villain in a Bond film,
1: right, right. Uh, Associate henchman, for a bouncer. Henchman Go ahead.
0: for a villain in a John Wick film.
1: <laughs> henchman, <laughs> basically henchman. I got you, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He goes. Yeah. To, he goes to the employment office, and they say, "So, uh, what's your name, Zarko? Right. Let me just grab the uh, henchman jobs file, yeah. uh, open file and similar." Yeah. He goes, "Well, I, I, you know, I, I'm quite good with my hands. I think I could. Well, yeah, be a carpenter. I'm sure. mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I think I could be a, an electrician." Yeah, well, look, look. No disrespect, Zarko. I'm sure you could do any of those things, but, <laughs> but let's be honest.
1: Yeah, no one's
0: going to take you seriously right. with a name like. Z- Are you willing to change your name? No, my mother yeah. gave me this. Well,
1: see, right there. Really, all
0: we've got you, you, with yeah. a name like that, you really yeah. just—it's henchman. I'm sorry, the Zarko. Is,
1: yeah, in.
0: Slavic means henchman. That's what the are you word serious?
1: Means. Fuck yeah! Me. That's you didn't hilarious. know they didn't tell no. you that. That's you're, no. you're, you know you, you were picked from this from birth. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only thing we've got for you is for working for a loan shark. I think you'll fit right in. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Thanks. It's not <laughs> not a henchman to anyone. Well, you are a henchman to a loan shark. <laughs> you're gonna break bones, is what I'm saying. So, but hey, yeah. keep your nose clean, head down, thumb <laughs> up. One day. <laughs> You could be the Lone Shark, and you could hire other Zarkos. There you go, and change your name then. But whatever, I, I yeah, I wish you the best. Now,
0: the kingdom of the Serbs, Croats, and Slovenes was known as
1: S-H-S.
0: Mm-hmm. Why S-H-S, when it was the Serbs, Croats, and Slovenes?
1: Okay, well, yeah, because the Serb-Croat word for Croat is Havrat, so it starts with an H, so S-H-S works, and um, so so you've got that. But, of course, for the Croats, they're the ones who were pissed at the Serbs, and so as far as they're concerned, S-H-S means Serbs want it all. And they're not wrong. We're going to get into this later, but the Serbs were pretty arrogant, and they did want to dominate, and so that was a pretty apt um, euphemism, but it pretty much summed up how the Croats felt about the Serbs. No, it's not a euphemism. What's the word? I'm for? Slogan? I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Mm, well, they're, they're, they're taking the name of the country and uh, fucking with it. I
1: don't think there's right. a name for it. The, the, the fuckery. Bucket. The fuckery. Gotcha.
0: The, the, the Croats said that SHS stood for Serba Hoce Sve. Serbs want it all. But the mm-hmm. Serbs said it stood for Samo Hravte Smetaju. Mm-hmm. only the croats spoil it <laughs> i want so, to shout out to our uh yugoslavic uh listener obrad puskarica for giving me uh phonetic nice. pronunciations of those thank you obrad good job yeah so the and the, the and the thing to point out here again is that from the beginning of this unified kingdom yeah Uh, the Croats hate the Serbs and the Serbs hate the Croats and they're they're making fun of each other and Mm -hmm. you know there's tensions there from the get-go because again Catholics hate the Orthodox and the Orthodox hate the Catholics they're both the same people believe in the same religion same God same Jesus Mm -hmm. but that's not
1: enough no we can find a way to hate each other you
0: have to agree exactly what I believe or I'm going to hate you that's just how
1: Jesus would want it (laughs) What color is the dress? Fuck you. You got it wrong. I hate you. That's all it takes. Uh, so after
0: centuries of getting beaten with a stick by the Turks, the Ottomans, the Austrians, and the Germans, the <clears throat> Serbs had sort of a victim mindset. It's a bit like the Jews, you know, after mm-hmm. thousand-plus years of getting kicked around by every man and his dog... <laughs> By the, when the Jews finally get some power, as we talked about in this series, when they finally figure out that they can grab Palestine and they get enough guns to make it happen, they tend to just act like total cunts. You know, you tend <laughs> to think that people that have been yes. oppressed for a long time, once they have power, right. will be more magnanimous yeah. to the people yeah. around them because they know what it's like. They listen. Yeah, yeah I know we've what it's been like. oppressed. Yeah. we know what it's like do to do be that. the minority. No, we're not going to do gonna that. Gonna... We're going to rise above.
1: I'm going to be the agent of change or yeah. I can kick your teeth in. I think I'll go with the latter.
0: Yeah.
1: That tends to be what it happens, you know, people right.
0: who are oppressed develop this us against them, us against the world yes. mentality and the they, when it. they get power, they dig in and they just want to keep I guess they're, they're, they feel like, um, well, we don't know how long we've got this power, so while right. we've got it, we need to crush all of our enemies to make sure they don't come and take it from us because we know they will. We know they right. want to. So better them than us. Let's crush them. Keep right. them trapped in, in tiny little prisons, yeah. uh, land prisons, create an apartheid state, keep them weak, keep them powerless. That way there's no chance they're going to rise up. And, right. and threaten us ever again, but unfortunately, then the rest of the world looks at them and goes, oh, why are you being such cunts? Why can't you just <laughs> right. all get along?" You know.
1: Now you want payback. So the- and speak. I'm sorry, but speaking of rising up, it's like an erection for a 70 year old. You don't know how long it's going to be around. Use it while you got it. Make it count. Every second is important. So, I think that's a very apt metaphor.
0: This is what Prince Andrew said to Jennifer 14, too. Listen, I don't know. Look, like between my, you and butt, me, I don't know yeah. how long
1: this is going to last, so yeah. jump Same. on. You
0: know. Yeah, stop <laughs> struggling against those chains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I tied them up. I clipped them tight. <laughs> anyway. um, the Serbs apparently would say back then, we and the Jews are the victims of Europe, Oh, God. So they've got this victim mentality. Uh, Mormons have the same thing, by the way. The yeah. Mormons have this victim mentality because you know people didn't like them in the early days, still don't like them very much. Uh, <laughs> other Christians say, well, you're not even real Christians. And mm. you, when you meet Mormons and you get to spend time with them, on the surface, right? very nice, very oh. friendly, very smiley. Oh, I'm happy. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. If I keep saying that, I'm sure everything will be great. As they say in the Book of Mormon musical. Hold on, i got to play a clip of this while I think of it. I got a feeling that you could be feeling a whole lot better than you feel today. You say you got a problem, well that's no problem. It's super easy not to feel that way. When you start to get confused because of thoughts in your head, don't feel those feelings. Hold them in instead Turn it off Like a light switch Just go click It's a cool little Mormon trick We do it all the time When you're feeling certain feelings That just don't seem right Treat those pesky feelings Like a reading light And turn them off Like a light switch Just go back. Really, what's so hard about that? Turn it off! Turn it off, right? <laughs> when I turn it off, like a light switch, <laughs> check, check. just turn yeah. your feelings off right. if they're inconvenient. Turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So in the new Yugoslavia, as we said, the Serbs were the dominant people, bigger numbers. The king right. was one of theirs. They had fought on the winning side of the war. They were the majority in the officer corps of the army, in the civil service, and the police. Not only in Serbia, but also in Bosnia Herzegovina. Where they were not the majority, right. but they were they were the they were the new ruling class. The Serbs yeah. were the ruling class, they were orthodox, remember. Now the funny thing in this is that the Slovenes got along well with the Serbs, even though the Slovenes were Catholics and the Serbs were Orthodox. Right. So it wasn't this straight division along religious lines. Um, there's more underlying this. I guess there's some sort of enmity between the Serbs and the Croats that goes even beyond right. the, the fact that they have these two religions. Otherwise, the Serbs would have hated the Slovenes as much as they hated the Croats.
1: Right. And, the, I, and I didn't quite get right. my head
0: around uh, that, you know, why they go along with the Slovenes and not the Croats. I mean, I know the Serbs and the Croats come from originally sort of the same place. They came from um, uh, Poland, we said. They all came in. The Slovenes, I think, came more from Moravia. But I I didn't quite understand why they got along so well with the Slovenes. Did you unpick that at all?
1: Well, the best that I could... Right. Acetiously. The best that I, <laughs> the best that I could come up with was the Serbs and the Croats had such animosity towards each other that in some ways the Slovenes, just by not being a part of the Croats, uh, were either more tolerated or able to have a, a decent chance of getting along with these people. And I know that they were right up. The Slovenes were right up their heart against Italy, and they had their own tensions with them. So I don't know. Maybe if the Serbs felt sympathy for them. But that was the only thing that I could come up with. But also, so not only are the Serbs the dominant ruling class, but even in the former um, frontier province, they're the ones who are the ruling class. And they're part of the police. They're part of the military, uh, the military frontier that we talked about on the last episode. And it will come as no surprise that they treat the Croats there poorly. They treat the Albanians in Kosovo poorly. They treat the Bulgarians in Macedonia poorly. So the Serbs who have been pushed down, pissed on, treated bad, now have their own country with these other nationalities, of course, but they're the top dogs, and they're doing what has been done to them, and it's starting to piss a lot of people off, because you would think, okay, if we really want this to work, what we need to do is take our time, let's at least lie and pretend to get along with these people and placate and say nice things and just give us a chance to gel, but they're doing the exact opposite, they're pissing everybody off equally, and they don't seem to care.
0: Mm. And then what really sends the entire country over the edge is the way the Serbs remembered the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand Ooh. back in 1914, of course, the event that started World War I. Yeah. Now, during the war, the allies who leapt to the defence of the Kingdom of Serbia... Had believed that the Kingdom of Serbia had known nothing about the assassination in advance. Yeah. And so jumping to their defense was morally justified. Right. Kingdom of Serbia was like, what? Assassin oh. Yeah, we were shocked as anybody was just some lone wolf. (laughs) Right. Lone wolf who did that. (laughs) Gavrilo Princip. Never heard of before. Right. Yeah, nothing. We knew nothing about that. Oh my god, like that's horrible. He did what? Killed (laughs) whom?
1: Oh Oh. no! I'm devastated. Where do I send flowers? Yeah, but then
0: in 1924, a former Serbian cabinet minister wrote an article in which he claimed that the prime minister of the Kingdom of Serbia at the time, Nikola Pašić, had known of the plot in advance. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. Now, Pasic had been the PM of Serbia in 1914, and in 1924 he was the PM of the new United Kingdom of Yugoslavia. And so, this is a big deal. If this is true that he knew about the assassination plot, it means that all of World War One, right, was for, was was based on a false premise. Yes.
1: But this is where you tell me Pavic stood up and said, no, I tell you, I had no idea these are slanderous allegations against me. How dare you, sir?
0: Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> For the first year these allegations were running around, Pashich basically refused to comment on them. Dick. Refused to issue a denial, refused to right. give, you know, say anything. Just kept silent about the whole thing. Uh-huh. So, of course, looks guilty as fuck. Uh, Then, after about a year, he finally said it was beneath his dignity to even respond, and that was it.
1: That's not an answer. That is not a fucking... No, that's a
0: a non-answer. That's right.
1: (laughs) That's just going to keep the shit in the pot stirring. There's a metaphor there somewhere. I don't know.
0: So you think about this. Mm -hmm. If this is true... Right. And the government of Serbia were aware of the assassination plot in advance and let it happen. Then they should have, you know, faced consequences for yes. that. Yes, and therefore World War One should never have happened. All the right. Allies who jumped in to support them should have gone. You know what? You're on your fucking own. I don't care you, about you peace treaty when you assassinate yeah. the Archduke. This is on you. Sorry, you're fucked. If World War One had never happened. Hitler would oh, yeah. never have become Chancellor of Germany. Oh yeah, World War Two would never have happened.
1: Probably Holocaust, Cold War, the Holocaust uh, would never have happened. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, uh, yeah. We wouldn't be here, where we'd be talking about something else. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Now historians today still can't agree on if he knew and sure. if so, how much he knew. There's, there's. No one knows still to this day, and there are historians on both sides of the argument.
1: Unless he wrote something down, dearest diary, this is the absolute truth, but I won't ever show anybody. I knew about it the whole time. I mean, he's not going to write that. You can't really be surprised that there's no definitive proof because who would be stupid enough to log that, that down?
0: I mean he should it should have been his deathbed confession. By the way By the way I just wanna say Fuck you I knew, I knew. about the assassination of love. <laughs> to, the bitches, out, <laughs> to the strongest I'm out motherfuckers to the
1: strongest that's how I'm gonna go. I swear to God that's gonna be the last thing mm. I say. And yeah. wife would go, What? What did he say? I didn't take COVID seriously. <laughs> Fucking I <laughs> seen that video the daily
0: show is sending around on twitter the compilation of trump and his uh, big brain covid response team geniuses at their rose garden press conference
1: I've seen a little bit of it yeah where he's
0: yeah talking yeah they they're, they're uh, saying you know we all have to stay in quarantine then they're shaking each each other's hands yes. Dumbass. Trump grabs the microphone, puts his fingers on it, and then Fauci, his medical guru, grabs the microphone, puts his fingers on it. They're, they're hugging, they're all up, uh, you know, they're basically, yeah. you know, tongue, deep tongue kissing each other.
1: <laughs> Spreading like, it. What the yeah, come fuck on. is going
0: on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. To make matters worse, so there's this whole thing about Passage knew about it in advance. Right. But then the bust of the Archduke and his wife that the Austrians had erected near the site of the assassination in 1914 was torn down by the New Kingdom after the war, right. and a plaque yeah. was put up in its place, which said, on this historic spot, Gavrilo Princip on St Vitus's Day 1914, <laughs> heralded the advent of liberty
1: and this isn't vandals this isn't done at midnight in dark wearing black turtlenecks and black face this is the government of yugoslavia doing this proudly just putting it out there
0: yeah you know that world war we started <laughs> well we're putting up a plaque
1: <laughs> fuck yeah you. we started a war yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: fuck you you used fuck to be an you. empire <laughs> bitches yeah, we broke you up. <laughs> uh,
0: in his history of the First first World War, um, Little Piggy, Winston Churchill, wrote...
1: wrote
0: <laughs> Brinship died in prison and a monument erected by his fellow countrymen records his infamy. And their own. Ooh. Like, bitch, you went to fucking war. Yeah. uh, You know, for them. So what about your own infamy?
1: Anywho. Yeah. mm. So... Believe it or not, this plaque, this second plaque, is actually offensive um, to the South Slavs who fought on the Austrian side. It's offensive to the Catholics because Radic, the Croatian peasant uh, party leader, was an anti-clerical Roman Catholic who made jokes about priests keeping concubines and using bad language. So again, just more massive in, uh, insensitivity by the Serbs just pissing everybody off left and right and yet they're trying to hold a country together
0: yeah well uh, you know the site where right. the assassination happened uh, mm-hmm. is uh, I don't know I was hoping I could google something before uh, you know I got to that part of the sentence Right. <laughs> but, uh, doesn't always work out. Yeah. You know,
1: I got you. I didn't, got you.
0: Didn't, didn't quite get there. I had this idea <laughs> that I would be able to, you know, find out, you know, what well, cool is fact. There to commemorate it today. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, didn't get there in time. Um, no.
1: It's still not, obviously.
0: Fa- fail. No, still. I'm still just, uh, <laughs> Riffing. I wonder
1: what is there today, yeah. like we're sorry we we overstepped um bygones be bygones, kumbaya, I wonder what's there now
0: well there is a there is a plaque there you go uh I don't think it it's saying, yeah, fuck you all bitches, I've got this right? thing here um it's got it in English and Slavic. It says, From this place on 28th of June, 1914, Gavrilo Princip assassinated the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, Franz Ferdinand and his wife, Sophia." That's mm. all it says. doesn't say so it's a it,
1: bitches. Right, yeah. right. Just a yeah, fact. Yeah. Okay, that's probably best. Just state the facts. Yeah. yeah. See, I got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I could help. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so the country was united in name, but not so much in fact, a bit like your country is today. Right. Um, and Tito managed to get work in a shipyard at a place called Kraljevica, Kraljevica, mm-hmm. on the Adriatic coast of Croatia, up the north, fixing old torpedo boats. And it's here he got his love for boats. Many years later, he had boats of his own, but right now he didn't. He got his love for boats, but he was also a communist agitator and a union steward and eventually got
1: fired for calling for a strike. Oh, I just have to say real quick before you move on any further that place that you m- just mentioned on the Northern Adriatic, I actually watched videos of that people going around. It is beautiful there. We need to go there. You get the little town, you sit in a cafe outside, then you walk mm-hmm. down or you, whatever you go to the beach. You you know, you either sunbathe or you get on a little boat. Absolutely gorgeous there. We need to go there one day. We need to add that to the tour of Amore in the future sometime. I just want no, to throw tea- that. Out. The, the Tito tour that we're going to do. The Tito, exactly, exactly. The Tito tour. Gorgeous, yeah. yeah. So he's an agitator. So then he was, he's an agitator.
0: Then he was sent to organize a workforce of a railway in, near Belgrade in Serbia, other mm-hmm. side of the country. Well, he was there. He published an article in a Labor newspaper where he revealed that the men were working 16 hours a day in a freezing shed. Mm. Now I want to pause there and just—I don't want to skip over that because I want people to remember this is in the 1920s. That's what capitalism used to look like.
1: Yeah, because we can—we can do it to you, so we will.
0: Exactly. I mean, I know this is in a monarchy and all that kind of stuff, but it was—you go back and read um, uh, Howard Zinn's the the um, unofficial, the untold. What's the book? History of the United States. Um, The Untold History. I think it's called. Go back and read a lot of the stories of what capitalism looked like in the United States 100 years ago. Very similar stuff, and in the UK or around the world. Yeah, people were forced to work long hours in horrible situations Mm -hmm. because they didn't have much option. They were poor, they were broke, and the capitalists had all the power and had the politicians in their pockets. You can thank your eight-hour workday, five-day working week Weekends and off. your yeah. paid leave and your health care right. and all of your other Dental. benefits.
1: Yeah, yeah, retirement. On communists. Fund. Right.
0: Communists and socialists who fought Pushing the envelope. year after year, decade after decade, getting beaten up and shot and arrested. Right. They fought so you could have those benefits. Otherwise, you'd still be working 16 hour days in shitty conditions in the shed yeah
1: now if i if i may as far as tito is concerned the good news is with all this moving around and agitating he's making a name for himself in the party However, he's also making a name for himself amongst the the authorities. So soon after this, after his thing is published in March of 1927, he is made the full-time secretary of the Metal Workers Union for Zagreb and then all of Croatia. That's the good news. However, the authorities catch up to him, arrest his ass, Throw him in jail, and now he's awaiting trial. So he's getting his name out there. He's blowing up. If if I can, but it's it's good and bad at the same time because now everybody knows who he is.
0: He was told that he'd broken the law. He said, "What law did I break?" And they go, "Oh, you know." No, I I really don't. Yeah, it's a bit like having an argument Not with your wife. Fucking right? business. What I do? Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh,
1: <laughs> just admit no, it. I don't. Yeah. Just admit just, it. Just well.
0: Just think about it for a second. Yeah. You know. talking to
1: this flower? No, I, right.
0: I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, just tell me what I did, and I'll apologize for it. Oh. <laughs> well, we can just sit here and you, wait. You, you know, yeah. you know. We I, I, all I just, know. You know.
1: We just want yeah, you to say we all it. We you, you too chicken? Yeah. You too chicken to say it? Huh? Huh?
0: Eventually, he gets taken back to Kralkevica, where he finds out that some of his friends have also been arrested, and he was accused of giving them communist literature. <gasps> <gasps>
1: Shock! <gasps> books! Ah! Oh, the crime but of books, right. after they shot at the king. No, actually, was, you know what? Yeah. He was yeah. accused
0: of getting all of his knowledge from books. <laughs> he gets everything he knows bit. from books, people. Right. Have that man arrested. De- thrown into worshipper. prison. Right. Thrown into stocks.
1: <laughs> everything BM. he knows, he just gets from yeah. books. Box. Oh. we should just watch the history channel, but it would all be about aliens building the pyramids. But the point is, so he gets, I guess the comrades threw him under the bus or whatever, cause they were probably getting the shit kicked out of them. So now he's got to deal with this. So they're taking so long to have the trial. Cause they're not in any hurry. He goes on a hunger strike. He pulls a Gandhi. Can I say that? He pulls, he pulls yeah. a pre-Gandhi. Yeah.
0: A pre-Gandhi. Pre-Gandhi. Yeah, nothing nothing worse than your pre Um I pre I gandhi in my <laughs> underpants once at a party, uh, too much to drink. Um,
1: right. Embarrassing. But, but he's so dedicated to it and he sticks I to just, it and uh, the authorities start to freak out. Yeah.
0: I had a dream last night that I shit my pants. Oh. I kid you not. I had a dream right? that right? I was out somewhere and uh, I couldn't find... All the bathrooms I tried to get into were full. People oh, were in them. You know, I'm going from one bathroom, bathroom block drink. to another bathroom block. They're all full. Right. No one's getting out. And I, 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 had, a, I had to shit my pants. And, you got a turtle. And Yeah. 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 And Because uh, I couldn't hold it in. Then I finally get to a place and I let it flop out. And I was like, oh, thank God for that. But And I woke, and I woke up. You know, you sort of wake up in the middle of an after-dream. I woke up and I was like, yeah. what the fuck was that all about? Now, often... <laughs> When you dream about, you know, uh, uh, bowel movement accidents, you wake up and you realize, oh, shit, I need to I need to take a shit, right? Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. That was the thing. I woke up. I'm fine. I'm like, do I need to go? No, I don't need to go. So it what the fuck message. am I in this dream for? What is the point a of metaphor. this dream right you now, gotta,
1: really? you you got to get something out... It's got to come out now, and there are people stopping you. But no, it's coming out. You've got it's your muse, uh, it's your genius. It's just I think, Uranus, I think it, but you've no, got to get I it think out. It's,
0: I think it's my subconscious just reminding me that I shit the pants in life in general. <laughs> like yeah, you spent seven years writing a book, four years making a film, right? The very month they both come out. Boom! The world, Jesus has spoken. The world shuts down because right. of a plague. Yeah, that's how could how you? badly not? you shit the pants! You invented podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> then the global financial crisis Long hits range. and wipes you out. Right, right. Ten years ago, right. everyone's like, "Podcasting, you have seeing this? It's fucking amazing!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I invented it, bitch." And they're like, "Who? What?" And then <laughs> I, I spend years writing my, oh my testament, God. making my masterpiece. The world goes, yes. yeah, fuck you. We're dealing with a plague. We don't really care. <laughs> my timing. How my can... timing.
1: Right. Shit the pants. No, no. Life, It's I personal. It's personal. It's not timing. It, this could have happened 10 years ago. Whatever. It doesn't matter. This is personal. The universe yeah. is out to get yeah. you.
0: Yeah. universe hates wow. me. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it back. <laughs> um, anyway, no he gets way. thrown in prison. Gets thrown in prison uh, where he goes on a hunger strike. Yeah. And at some point. He appears to have skipped bail. Not a lot of detail well, on that, but he just go. manages... He gets out and does a runner. Probably
1: Meanwhile... Put, probably put a disguise on. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a master he's, he's of disguise, turtle. Yes, he was. He birdle. was. disguised himself <laughs> as a turtle. Meanwhile, in 1928, while all this is going on, the leader of the Croatian Peasant Party, Stefan Radic... Right. Was assassinated in Parliament. Oh God damn! And riots broke out across Croatia. Now uh, this Stefan Radic guy it was a was a player. Did you read much on his assassination and who he was?
1: Uh, no, I no just just that he was. Uh... He was going to Belgrade to join the Serbian politicians to start some kind of parliamentary opposition party or organisation. So he was a doer. He wasn't just someone who'd sit around and talk theory all day long. He was trying to make shit happen, but he pissed off a lot of his fellow Croats as well. But that's pretty much all I know about him.
0: Yeah, well, he is the guy who is credited with galvanising the Croatian peasantry into a viable Mm. political force. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, a bit of impressive. a firebrand. Yeah. Firebrand, you know, and, and criti- critical of the political parties and uh, the, the king and all this kind of stuff yeah. and the whole deal, how it's all fucked. But this assassination is quite the affair. So there was a member of the People's Radical Party from Montenegro, a guy called Punisha Rashish, right. who got up in Parliament, gave this big, fiery speech then pulled out a gun and shot a couple of dudes Damn! on stage in Parliament, just pulls out his gun, starts taking pot shots at the guys he doesn't like, <laughs> uh, including uh, Stefan Radic. Now, mm-hmm. call me crazy, call me stupid, but isn't this how we really want all of our parliaments to be?
1: Yes. Don't, don't just you get just it wish out. someone
0: in Congress would just like Open stand up. up and just start shooting members of the opposition? Because I think right. that would clear out the herd. The
1: radicals. Much more yeah, success. Kill all the radicals. Exactly. If you're not going to talk and get along and moderate and compromise and move this shit forward, there's a good chance you're going to sh- get shot in the face while Congress or whatever is in session. So it's on you. you know, I, I just want
0: to see Democrats <coughs> shooting Republicans.
1: You don't care. Just liberals shooting shoot, Labor. Shoot at, shoot at each other. Uh, uh, yeah, I like this. I think actually. Or whipping with a well, cane. Listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, we're not getting anywhere in the West. Capitalism, I think if. if the COVID pandemic has proven anything. It's that capitalism's yeah. broken. Doesn't work. Can't it's even protect us from a fucking virus. Right. So uh, obviously it needs. We need. We need to change it up a little bit. And I say that every parliament in the world. Yeah. Every meeting of Congress, uh, they just get given short swords. Yeah, Everyone you Everyone gets a short sword as you walk yeah. in. Use it. And, don't use it. Uh, you just you, at the, when the bell rings, you go at it. <laughs> free for all. It, free. Two men into one man leaves, right. and uh, the party <laughs> drop a cage with down. The most, the party right. that survives, uh, they're the government. Moving forwards. Yep. Till the next time. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I like yeah. this. And you get you get, oh, six months, and right. then we have another one,
1: and, yeah, and we make it pay per view. Fun.
0: You know, oh, capitalism,
1: so we make money yeah. on it for, for, oh, for health care.
0: Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take, you have a book running on it, bets going in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris, we're a bunch seven-year-old guys. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi uh-huh.
0: and Mitch McConnell, and you gave I, them both uh, yeah. Gladius. Yeah. Uh, who do you think's coming out on top? I,
1: I can tell you already, Nancy Pelosi would take her sword in both hands, break it over her knee, throw it down, walk up to Mitch, bitch slap him, he drops his his sword, and then she would put her teeth into his jugular and rip out his throat. He wouldn't speed up. You couldn't really tell the difference between alive and dead Mitch, but the point is she would whip his ass. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Yeah. 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 Don't fuck with her. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, this guy kills a bunch of people. Now, some right-wing nationalists went into exile after this to get ready to lead a revolution in the country led by a guy called Ante Pavelic. Right. And he was the founder of the terrorist, the right-wing terrorist organization Ustasha, which means the uprising, they were pledged to bring about an independent Croatia by
1: violence,
0: and these guys were basically Catholic
1: Nazis. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Pavelic, is that how you said his name? Everybody needs to remember that name, Pavelic, because he's going to make a another stop in our story. This guy is serious about setting this organization up and making it, you know, produce results.
0: And, you know, one of my uh, uncles once removed, who's a good Scottish Catholic who lives in Canada, saw me post right. a thing about Pavelic and called him, I called him a Roman Catholic Nazi. And he's like, well, okay. hold on a second. You know, you're, just, you're being a little bit uh, outrageous there. I mean, he wasn't... Uh-huh you know and i said no no he he was a catholic and the catholics loved him and he was a big deal he goes oh you know well, i don't know not I one want to go, does. well yeah. yeah no these guys were hardcore catholics and got a lot of support from the catholics in the country the the Ustasha wanted a racially pure croatia mm-hmm. promoted genocide against serbs jews and the romani people aka the gypsies Right. And the persecution of any Croats or Bosniaks who were anti fascist or dissident.
1: Damn. They're they're hardcore. They are hardcore.
0: Yeah. Like the Nazis, they thought the Jews, the Slavs, and the Romani were subhuman. Right. And they kind of bought into the theories of Certain German racial theorists that the Croats actually weren't Slavs, but were a Germanic race, an Aryan race.
1: Right, it's convenient mm.
0: because some of the Croats were whiter mm-hmm. than their Slavic contemporaries. So they're like, "Well, obviously, white is right, right?" <laughs> and uh, the whiter you are, the, the more writer. superior you are. The yeah, whiter you wider are, the whiter the <laughs>
1: There's a bumper sticker, not a coffee mug. No yeah. no 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 no
0: no. White is right. Um, <laughs> but they saw the Bosniaks as Muslim Croats, not Slavs, and they're okay yeah. with that. Huh. Oh, listen, yes, we're we're Catholic Nazis. Right. Uh, but you guys you guys are okay in our books. Because yeah. at the end of the day you're Croats. Look, you're Muslim Croats, but, but you're that's still- better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's better than best, a Slav.
1: Best of a bad situation. I get it.
0: I get it. Yeah.
1: Now, the Croatian Communist
0: Party, on Everybody. the other hand, pledged to take up arms to revenge, revenge? <laughs> revenge, Radic, too much Slavic chitches <laughs> Chichu trains going on there. Chichu! Now, Tito, as we said, uh, had skipped bail. He's on the run From secret the secret police during this stage, but eventually they catch up with him. Claim they found both communist literature and bombs in his apartment. Mm. He was taken to a cell, chained up, beaten to within an inch of his life, and left there for three months awaiting trial.
1: If he lives, he lives. If he dies, he dies. That way we don't have to waste money on a trial. But he lives and the trial comes in November of nineteen twenty eight. But this guy is hardcore, he is still a believer. He's not, you know, he's he's going to be ready when this when this trial comes.
0: And what happened during the trial, Ray?
1: Well, the good news is, and for those who, um, because like you said, we said when we first started this, I didn't know anything about Tito. You didn't know much about Tito, but there are five judges on the uh, involved in the case 20 years later when he's in power, three of those judges are still alive. They're retired. They're drawing a a, a pension. So it's not like he looked up old score, you know, old enemies and settled old scores or whatever. So, you know, good for him. But the point is. The, he, the trial comes, and there's this right-wing Zagreb newspaper called Novosti, and it says that Josip Broz was the most interesting person in the trial. They write, his face makes one think of steel. His shining eyes look over the spectacle in a cool but energetic way. He admitted to the communist literature, because he's a big reader, however, the bombs were planted by the police. That's what he says on november fifteenth nineteen twenty eight the Novosti newspaper reports the communist trial was concluded yesterday after Josep's bronze sentence was read. He rose and he turned to the large audience and he shouted three times, "Long live the Communist Party! Long live the Third International So this guy is still a hardcore communist. He was given five years as his sentence.
0: The paper concluded its story saying thus it was that this unyielding communist disappeared behind prison walls for all the world like the captain of a ship who shouts when the ship is sinking. That's
1: exactly right.
0: Now around about this time sort of as a follow-on from the shooting of Radich right. and the, the riots and everything that followed, in January 1929, King Alexander said, you know, this whole uh, <laughs> democracy <laughs> How thing. How do you say
1: it? Democracy? Yeah, it's not working. It's not working.
0: Yeah, look, look. let's be fair. We gave it a fair shot. Yeah. We <clears> gave <throat> it a crack, kids. <laughs> we,
1: we gave it, you know, we
0: gave it uh, 10 years. 10 um, solid years. But, uh, yeah. but to be honest... No, nah. I'm not really feeling it. No. They're not feeling it. No. You know what I am it's feeling? Really, it's messy. It's not
1: really yeah. working. What I am feeling, what besides feeling? my, besides myself, and it's related to this, a dictatorship. That's what I think we can solve all the problems. We put one man in charge. Oh, wait, that's me. Anyway, one man in charge, crack down on everybody, streamline the process. That's what the Romans used to do. They would bring a dictator in times of crisis. That's what we're going to do. Democracy. It didn't work. He
0: abolished the Constitution, dissolved the Parliament, banned all ethnic, regional, and religious political parties... Damn. ...and declared it a royal dictatorship. Now, great timing here, because it was the beginning of the (laughs) Great Depression. And if history's taught us anything, it's that there's no better time to piss everybody off...
1: (laughs) Take away rights, then when
0: yeah. t- they're about <laughs> to end up starving in the streets. <laughs> Nothing works out better in the long run, I found.
1: Right. Uh, oh.
0: So people were starving. People were poor. Tito claimed that Yugoslav factory workers were earning less than people on unemployment benefits in <sighs> Britain. Probably was right. Yeah. Now, Tito spent most of this five years uh, at a prison in a place called Lepoglava, mm-hmm. which is a pretty mountain town north of, Neg- north of Zagreb, best known, uh-huh. according to Wikipedia, for being the location of... What? A prison. No, <laughs> prison is all it's known for, basically. Uh, it's a very famous prison. Yeah, It was an old monastery built in the 1300s that was turned into a famously brutal prison.
1: Monastery, prison, same thing. Come on. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Come on.
0: Now, because Tito was a handy mechanic, though, he seems to have been given a few benefits while he was there. He was given the responsibility of looking after the power plant and in return for them getting electricity, he was allowed to have books and to even go and meet his friends at a cafe downtown. Sounds kind of <laughs> nice, actually. When they eventually send me to prison, I hope that they right. will yeah. let me just go. Uh, listen, can I pop out for a couple of hours for a latte? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll be on, right back. I promise. Take your time. No
1: hurry. I'm not yeah. going yeah. anywhere. Awesome. So he ah, was a big fan well, of the... D-
0: <laughs>
1: he look, was a big skipped what? bail
0: once. I, we know right. you're not going to do it again because whoever
1: <laughs> skips right. bail twice. Nobody... Nobody does that. No, no he, he no, was a big, doesn't. he was a big fan of the TV show Friends. Who they would always spend their time in a cafe. He wanted to, you know, wind down in his day like that. And he got permission, and uh, I think it worked out for him. They even gave him a personal assistant, Mosa Pahade. I'm probably saying that wrong. Who was a communist who would go on to be to remain a part of his intimate circle over the next thirty years. This uh, Pahade was a Belgrade Jew who tried to get Tito into marxism but tito just i i think tito was more concerned about the practical applications of communism and not so much all the theories that got it started but that's my personal take on that little part
0: your personal take yeah yeah your personal take from you know the time you spent with tito
1: no, 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 just just reading that little section of this guy's trying to get him to, to go into Marxism deep or whatever. I just don't know Tito, Tito has time for that. He's worried about his country. He's worried about his people. He's trying to help the old people. He doesn't need theories. He needs real-world applications because he's seen the Russian Revolution. He just wants to know what he can do here and now to help his people. Not so much sit around and talk for hours about theory.
0: Yeah, I think it points out that he's not much of an intellectual. Right. Uh, he's a working-class guy. He's not going to write long tracks about the right. finer details of Marxism like Stalin did, yeah. Lenin and Stalin. At this stage, he's not interested in the nitty-gritty. He's read the Communist Mest- Manifesto. He's read Lenin's What Is To Be Done. That's enough. I get the yeah, general. Done. I get the gist, he said. two and I, I, I get the gist, yeah. Yeah. He's like yeah. Donald. He's basically the Donald Trump of Yugoslavia. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen. I, I just, gonna, I, like, I'm a smart guy. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't need to see the signs. The best I just, words. I just, I just yeah. have a feeling that it's all going to work out. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> oh, really? We've now got more dead people than Italy. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fine. But we've turned a corner.
1: We've turned a corner. Yeah, yeah, I, feel, I just yeah. feel good about it. Yeah.
0: Um. Now, Piade was not only a communist, he was a Jew. Mm-hmm. And an accomplished painter who painted portraits of Tito oh. uh, among others. Nice. So, uh, the interesting that as you said before, he was a, stayed close to uh, Tito for thirty years. Right. Um, but he's a Jew. Now yeah. we know that you know in in the Soviet Union. I mean, the Jews were obviously sort of a big part of the revolution in the first place. We've talked about Jews, a lot, a lot of the a lot of the Jews that went to Palestine were communists, a lot of mm-hmm. Jews in the early communist movements because they, um, you know, big believers in we need a fucking revolution. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they ended up getting oppressed in the Soviet Union, but apparently... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not 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 so much here. I mean, right. the Nazis hated the Jews. The communists were on the opposite side to the Nazis, so yeah. So maybe yeah, they had a natural affinity with the Jews, right? Yeah. He actually ended up as being one of uh, the vice presidents of the presidium of the Yugoslavian Parliament. Not bad for a former
1: prisoner painter.
0: And uh, or later on, convinces Tito to allow. The Yugoslavian Jews who wanted to to emigrate to Israel, ah, which Tito did agree. Yeah. About three thousand Jews emigrated from Yugoslavia to Israel in 1948. But that's Go. Go. that's a lo- lo- long time in the future. Right, right. Um. So yes. Now, while he was in prison, Tito's wife, Polka Dot, Aww. uh went back to her native Russia and left him for another man. <laughs>
1: That, well, he's gone for five years, so she got bored. And that's sad, but even worse, she leaves their son, Zarko, the future henchman, behind, who was forced to grow up in various institutions. So his life probably sucks, which is why he becomes a henchman, because he doesn't have a proper, solid upbringing with loving parents. So, another family or another wife or whatever you want to call it. I, I, I get the feeling that Tito is just leaving people behind as he goes along from adventure to adventure. But this family is now shattered.
0: What kind of mother leaves a uh, son behind? Has like four, three. Yeah. Three, uh, Miscarriage, miscarriages. Right.
1: And then finally ha- has right. a kid and leaves him <sighs> behind. Life's hard, baby. Life's hard. I don't know. That's hardcore. That is hardcore. That is. Yeah. I,
0: I I can't uh, I can't imagine that happening.
1: Yeah. I wonder what happened to Zarko. We got to look him up, unless you did.
0: I did. Uh, couldn't find anything. Okay. About him. No. So oblivion. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I could probably dig deeper, but you know, I had a quick search. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, oh well, I know that he lived until 1995. There
1: oh wow! So he survived. Good.
0: And uh, had a had a daughter, Svetlana Broz, who is a Bosnian author and physician who specialises in cardiology. She's sixty four. Wow. Uh, we should probably get her on the show. She could tell us what happened to her father.
1: That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'll, so I'll the try,
0: I'll, tr- I'll make yeah. some
1: calls. The, fa- <laughs> the family bounced back. The family bounced back. That's that's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, according to
0: Dillas, the, uh one of Tito's guys who right. ended up writing uh, a book about him, fell out, Milovan Dias, mm-hmm. talked about him before, also wrote a book about uh, Stalin. Right. He wrote that he thinks Tito was very deeply hurt by his wife's infidelity, but in those days it wasn't very cool to admit to anything... Right. Like that, to bourgeois sentiments, so Tito never mentioned it. Stiff yeah. up a lip. Man up.
1: Right. Yes, yes. Mm. I'm a tough communist. Like, like to you, when bitch. you right. can hear
0: your wife being slammed right. by uh, D'Angelo all night, over yeah. and over for hours, and she's screaming in pleasure, and you just have to sit there, you right. know, stiff a lip. Don't let it get to you. Just... Hard, right? Just harden up. I, Accept I have it.
1: right? I have to say the hardest moments for me is when she's yelling, "Don't, no, don't, don't stop." That's when it really tears. Oh, uh, yeah, it just
0: got really, it just got really dark. <laughs> oh god! And you don't go to save it because you're like, "Hey, you got yourself into this bitch." <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: Well, I mean, he's a fuck machine. I'm afraid if I go in there, I might get penetrated. I don't need that in my <laughs> life right now. I I've got a lot going on. I don't need another thing.
0: Anyway. You've got luck going on? Really? Really hiding from your family all day?
1: Hey, that's a thing. Oh
0: no, no, listen, I I, I can't I can't hang out, family. I got so like cams like a slave master. I got so much work I've got to prepare. I've got so much to do. By prepare I mean I've got to have the book open at the right page by the time we record. Uh, Are you? So I can He's pull a couple my... of Right. Pull a couple of facts out, but oh yeah. no! But it's really it's so much work I got to do. Love you
1: guys, miss you. See you next week. Mm. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you need uh. me, I'll be in like, <laughs> my office. I call it the dungeon because I just go there. It's just like work, 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 work. It's all I ever do.
1: Right? So you don't know they
0: don't listen to the shows.
1: No, they don't. Thank.
0: Christ. You, you come back. You come back at the end of the week. Oh, I'm so exhausted.
1: <laughs> I have to carry. I
0: tell you, I have to fucking carry Ken. It's like it's ridiculous. It's got to the point of ridiculous now. Like he's he does nothing. He's got like half a page of widely spaced notes. I have
1: to fucking do fucking Wikipedia notes. talking.
0: Right? Yeah. He's to, oh, I just have yeah. to carry the whole
1: thing. It's. Just I have to ball. set up the jokes. I mean, it's just it doesn't stop. Anyway.
0: Tito finally gets out of jail in 1934, and of course, the whole world is in crisis. The Great Depression is in full swing. Up in the Soviet Union, Stalin is collectivising shit and deporting (laughs) kulaks and purging... Right. Hitler has is the chancellor of Germany and is building the Third Reich, wiped his ass with the Treaty of Versailles <laughs> live on television, nailed it to the wall of the Reichstag and said that's what I think of your Treaty of Versailles.
1: Then set it on fire. But the point is when he breaks away from Versailles, this is a direct threat to those smaller brand new nations of Europe. They better fucking watch out. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming, coming. baby. Not in a good way.
0: So, in February of 1934, Yugoslavia joined up with Romania, Greece, and Turkey in a Balkan Entente. Smart. To defend themselves against any potential aggression. And yeah. then they turned to France. Yeah. And begged for France to protect them if they got attacked by Germany or Italy or Hungary or Bulgaria. And the French said, Oh, we'd love you to. Why don't (laughs) you send King Alexander over? Come over, (laughs) old Kingy Al. King
1: Al. Come over. We'll do it upright. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll come to a banquet. Uh, There's nothing better than. You're going to love being invited to a French banquet. Come (laughs) over. Which, uh, for a state visit, which uh, he agreed to do. Right. Now. He had brought in a new constitution in 1931, tore up the old one, wiped his ass with it in 1929, (laughs) brought in a new one in 1931, which allowed a limited form of parliament, and he's trying to win over the Croats because...
1: They're still pissy.
0: they're They're getting increasingly uppity.
1: Yes. So he offers up a compromise to the peasant party leader, Vlatko Make check, I don't know if I'm saying his night the successor to Radic, So he's trying to work with them. He saw that the dictatorship wasn't working. Let me try, a, I don't know, an an, an altered form of uh, parliamentary, uh, parliamentary government, and I'll talk to these people. I'll try to work something out. Maybe we can calm everybody down, and then I'll be free to go to France for the state visit so they can kiss my ass.
0: The Croatian Catholics had been getting uppity, uh, yeah. increasingly nationalistic, developing an even greater anti-Serbian attitude, largely being pushed by this guy called Ivan Saric, the Mm -hmm. new Archbishop of Sarajevo. He was Mm -hmm. a bit of a Catholic firebrand. Um, He was a sort of an amateur poet. Back when the assassination had happened in 1914, he'd published some verses where he described Serbs as vipers and ravening wolves...
1: Damn,
0: and uh, stirred up the people into right. sort of hating the Serbs and, and driving them forwards. So that's that's always what you want as an archbishop is <laughs> somebody who knows how to demonise, <laughs> take poetry the other side. And-
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Later on, he would refer to the Ustasha as good, self-sacrificing believers, godly and
1: patriotic people, and in no way terrorists. Well, yeah, but good terrorists. No, they're terrorists, <laughs> but they're... The right, they're our terrorists. They're good terrorists. Yeah. They're God's terrorists.
0: Yes. Yeah. And again, my you know—my uncle, cousin, whatever he is, this right. Scottish guy... It's complicated. My, I, mean, I think he's the son of my grandmother's brother. Plumber, right. Anyway, you know, he was like, well, when you say the Ustash were Catholic, you're talking about like how the uh, the the... Isis or Islam? Like, are they using that in the same way? And I go, no, they're Catholics as in good old Catholics, the same Catholics that tried to crush the Aryans and the, the you know, the Cathars and the mm-hmm. Bogomils. And Just be the, honest the about Hussites it. the yeah. Hussites and the Crypto-Jews and the Protestants and uh, <laughs> the Catholics who basically tried to kill all of the heretics for 1,500 years. And the only reason they stopped at the end and tried to rebrand themselves as nice and fluffy was when Garibaldi took all their land away from them and took away their armies and they couldn't fight anymore. And they basically, you know, first him and then Mussolini said, uh, just shut the fuck up, stay in that village and don't come out. And (laughs) we will leave you there in peace if you don't fucking annoy us. But if you annoy us, we'll just come and take that as well. So shut the fuck up, be good, be quiet, be obedient, do what we tell you and uh, we'll let you stick around.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, that is the end of the episode. Uh, there was something I want... Oh, yes. I wanted to point out that I have got an interview scheduled in a couple of weeks with Archie Brown, one of my heroes uh, in his 80s, professor of uh, communism at mm-hmm. uh, Oxford Written a number of excellent books on communism, particularly the Soviet Union. I'm doing an interview with him. He's got a new book out on Gorbachev, Reagan, and Thatcher called "The Human Touch." Nice. And uh, he's come. I'm having a chat with him about that in a couple of weeks. I mean, we, obviously, we're skipping ahead to the '80s. I said Still. to him, "Listen, I'd, I'd love to get, I'd love to talk to you about like the you know the purges and this and Ho Chi Minh and Korea and mm-hmm. Kim and all this." He said, "Listen, I'd love to, but I wrote that book like twelve years ago, and I'm in my eighties. So, uh, if I survive coronavirus, let's just stick with my new book because that's." And I was like, "Oh, all right, good point.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but I'm really looking forward to that. I've I've loved reading his stuff for years. He's not pro-communist. He's he's, but he's fairly balanced. What I like about him, and he's a Scotsman originally as well. So that's right, cool." But um, one of the leading uh, historians of communism in the West, so very excited to get him on the show. Fingers nice. crossed that
1: he survives yes. the COVID virus. Sac- Sacrifice a goat or whatever. I don't know. Mm, yeah, that'll do it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ray, uh, for showing up. And hey. I'll be back next week with more uh, of this. What you just said
1: across the continent
0: of the soviet military build-up on the island of cuba the purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the western hemisphere